Welcome to Weekend Coffee Girl, the podcast for thought-provoking chat over boozy coffee and stiff pours. I haven't watched more than two or three TV shows at a time because my interests are pretty complicated and unique. I enjoy drama series, and in particular, I like crime-based drama series that feature sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I love documentaries, in particular historical documentaries, and I watch historical documentaries and yell at the TV the entire time because folks are lying their asses off and writing revisionist history tales about life. And I just, I absolutely hate it, but I can't stop watching it. There is no way that someone can tell a side of the story and never consider the other person's side of it or write the other person's side to be downtrodden and, you know, in need of help or they're not valuable and nobody questioned that shit over years and y'all teach this shit in school and y'all having a fit over critical race theory, like knock it off. So anyway, I digress. I watch historical documentaries just so I can get my blood pressure up. And I love watching TV late at night, especially on Fridays and Saturdays. I like to take a good shower, wash my hair, put on some cute loungewear, get a glass of champagne, a cupcake or a slice of cake, and I climb in the bed and I binge out. So those of you that know me know my guilty pleasure of cake and champagne and lingerie. And I just lay in my bed and I just catch up on my shows and I have a good time. It's almost like being in another world because it's dark in the house. The TV is lit up. No one is bothering me. I'm at peace. I'm enjoying my own time being by myself. And I know some people struggle with that, but I can do this absolutely by myself. Um, It's nice to have company. But this is that one thing that belongs to me. So the shows that I'm currently watching feature a lot of diverse casts. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to the shows that I'm watching right now. I'm currently watching The Wonder Years. Now, The Wonder Years gives me that historical documentation feel but of course it's really a comedy and I love the fact that someone decided a reboot was needed with a black family because they're telling the story of America during a very dark time from our perspective and I absolutely love it I mean it's hands down it's one of my favorites and the fact that my man Don Cheadle is narrating just makes it even better for me. Don Cheadle can do no wrong. Never. I don't care if Don Cheadle punched my mom in the face. (laughs) He cannot do any wrong. I am a huge Don Cheadle fan. My favorite Don Cheadle role, probably hands down, Devil in a Blue Dress when he was Mouse. I, I just don't know. And I read the book. And it's funny, I read the book and I saw the movie 
But when I went back to read the book, I imagined Mouse as Don Cheadle while I was reading the book. Phenomenal actor. But again, Wonder Years, great idea to reboot it and tell the story from the African-American family perspective. I'm also watching Our Kind of People. Now, I have an unpopular opinion. I'm not a Morris Chestnut fan. Mo just doesn't do it for me. I love his complexion and maybe a few roles over the years, but Mo just doesn't do it for me. Um, Joe Morton gives me trauma and nightmares. He scares the shit out of me. I don't care what he's doing. I always know he is going to make me feel uneasy. Now, I watch this show. I mean, that's a hell of a way to start <laughs> to explain why you're watching a show. But I watched the show for Debbie Morgan and Lance Gross. The storyline for the show is typically Daniels. It is complicated. It's predictable. It's very predictable. <clears throat> and while it's compl- complicated and predictable, it does make a decent attempt to introduce inclusive characters. One of the things I love about this show and Wonder Years is the rich skin tones of everybody in both shows. I can appreciate the casting for our kind of people to include Yaya DaCosta. And I know she's had other roles before, but I always see her as the model on America's Next Top Model. I have not grown past that with her. So I can't really say that she's good or bad or I don't like. I'm still stuck in that place with her. She was very refined and dignified and probably more mature than Tyra Banks and everyone else involved in America's Next Top Model, the management group. And I think that's what made it really hard for me to continue to watch America's Top Model. That was the when the season she was on was the last time I watched it. And I have never thought anything more about watching it again. But again, I love how Lee Daniels tries to introduce inclusive characters, and I think he made a, a pretty good a pretty good attempt in this show. So I don't I watch it because I enjoy the characters, but the storyline is a little fuzzy for me. But I'm going to keep watching. So I'm also watching BMF, and I love how Stars, the network has to take the lead initiative in which women are directing and producing and writing for the network. Tasha Smith um, is the director and executive producer of BMF. And I think she adds an element of additional authenticity to the framing of the show because she is a hood girl. She'll tell you herself. She grew grew up in Camden. She grew up around drug dealers. So that personal experience definitely helps frame the story. I love how Big Meech is narrating the show while his son plays him. I love the fact that the brothers Harris, Stephen Wood, bookend the show with their strong character roles. I can always see Steve as a bad cop, but I can never see Wood as a cop. 
So I think the roles that they are in, and again, they're bookending the show because you have a lot of new actors in the show and you have these two veterans. I think it was perfect to cast the Brothers Wood. I'm sorry, the Brothers Harris for this show. And I'm a fan. Like, I am locked in. I am absolutely locked in to BMF. So I'm also watching Power Book, Raising Canaan. Uh, This show was created by Sasha Penn. Of course, this is one of 50 Cent's, one of the shows in his production company. And initially, I thought this show was going to be about 50's life. And I thought he was going to be the main character. But I'm glad that's not the case. Now, I... It's complicated with 50 Cent, right? I'm a crybaby gangster cancer. He's a crybaby gangster cancer. But I think he has killed off the crybaby and the gangster side of him. And he is just a crass asshole. I don't ever want to (laughs) be... I don't ever want to be a crass asshole like that. So I think he's just, we got to give him his own Zodiac sign. We got to give him something else. Cancers, let's put 50 out of our Zodiac sign. Cause, but I'm watching the show. I'm putting money in his pocket. So I need to get my life together. But anyway, I'm glad the show is not centered around him. I assumed that it was going to be, he was going to be the star of the show. But I can tell you who the star of the show is, Patina Miller. She has me locked in. I mean, she came in and knocked us over the head as Raquel Thomas. She's nailed the accent, the grit, the determination, and everything else that I know about drug dealers. Of course, the power-hungry element always exposes the the weakness of a drug dealer because they are never satisfied. And she nails that part too. My girl is killing every ensemble. From the roller sets to the gold jewelry to the furs, the leather, the red lipsticks, she gives me 80s and 90s. So production, wardrobe, Costume nailed this shit with her. I mean, she is on point every single episode. You name it, she is on point. Another show I watched is, well, I think everyone watches this show, especially in Black families, but I don't call it by its name. I call this show... Let me go see how Ralph Angel and Aunt Vi are going to get on my nerves this week. Because that's exactly what they do. They fucking take turns getting on my nerves. Just some weeks I'm like, and I'm glad they were off last week because it gave me a chance to take a break from the two of them because I swear they get on my damn nerves. So as I'm getting older, I realize that matriarchs and patriarchs are, especially in the black family, are needed. But with that, there is always a slight overstep. And how do we find a balance with that? 
So when Blue was considering the school in D.C., Aunt Vi forgot that she is not Blue's mom. So I felt like she was pushing it way too far. The current season, I feel like she did too much with Paula Jai Walker's character. I can't remember what her name is. And it was, I I don't understand. I still am lost. Why were you lying to Hollywood? You could have just told him, hey, I have someone that's in a domestic violence situation. I'm trying to, you know, take care of them, get them on their feet. Why would you lie to your husband over something like that? I mean, you gave it this nefarious element when it really was not. Just weird. That's what I'm talking about. She gets on my nerves every week. You don't have to be in everything. And that's something that I wish matriarchs and patriarchs would understand. Now, Ralph Angel is just foolish and petulant. I actually call him can't get right for perpetuity because he can only act right for a small period of time. The shit he's in now, stupid, just stupid. He could have let Darla get the money from her trust to carry his family. That's it. It's your family. Your wife got you this week. You got her next week. What the hell? I just, oh, Lord of mercy, he gets on my fucking nerves. He just gets on my nerves. Now, Omar J. Dorsey is carrying the entire show. He is strong, he's loving, and he is the best patriarch on TV, hands down. Argue with your mama on that one, but he's the best patriarch on TV. He adds so many layers of love and support and comfort and growth to that role that I haven't seen that from any other dad on TV in a long time. Now, I just found out about this show called Secession, and it's wild as fuck. So I'm really mad that no one has ever told me about this show before. It's currently in its third season. And I just found out about it a week ago, and I managed to binge watch my way up to season two. So the storyline is there's a rich dad who built this empire from colonization, acquisitions, takeovers, whatever you want to call it. And he has four children who have reaped the benefit of his work. Of course, he has a health issue. And his son, Kendall, is installed as the CEO of the company. Now, what's the first thing Kendall's dumbass decides to do? Fucking betray his family. I I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I was team Kendall up until that point, but now I don't fuck with Kendall. So he betrays his family from that moment. And it's just good, intense drama. All four of the children are very different. I will tell you that the daughter, Siobhan, makes the most sense 
out of everybody on the show, the son, Connor, who lives in New Mexico on his adobe style ranch like we have in New Mexico, pretty common. I love him because he's not engaged, but he's there and it's a weird thing. So I'm curious to see how things are going to play out. I am, I think I'm on, I know I'm in season two, but I think I'm on episode two or three. And um, I mean, it's just intense. I find myself, and I haven't done this in a long time, where I'm watching a show and I have to rewind it because I feel like I missed something key. So this show has given me pause to pay attention. Like sometimes I'm watching stuff and I'm folding clothes or I'm on the treadmill or the elliptical, but this is the kind of show you absolutely have to pay attention to. And I absolutely love it. But again, I'm a whoop Kendall's ass. So I'm also watching the dynasty reboot because there isn't anything that Grant's show is on that I will not watch. I mean, he's a great TV villain and a great TV heartthrob. I'm watching the show, of course, for him, but I love Wakima Hollis and Sam Edioke. She, Wakima is Monica Colby and Sam is Jeff Colby, her brother. Now where the show gets a little, how you saying, and did y'all think this through? Michael Michelle is Dominique Devereaux, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with Michael Michelle as an actress. I mean, she's a very beautiful woman. She's a great actress, but I'm still having a hard time reconciling her as Dominique Devereaux, but she's very good on the show. I just don't know what it is, but it's one of those shows that I can just watch and enjoy just laying in the bed watching TV if I have nothing else to watch. Of course, I'm watching the Wu-Tang Saga. Wu-Tang is one of my favorite groups. And I'm just, I think a couple weeks ago, I said that RZA is a polymath, and I meant that. I don't think that there is anyone more brilliant than he is at telling the story of his group. The fact that a lot of the Wu-Tang members are, you know, uh, assisting with the writing or directing or producing episodes. I think that's important. I don't think anybody can tell your story better than you. And I think that's why I love BMF so much because Big Meech is telling his story. He's got his son acting as him. So I can only imagine where his son had to pull from internally for the role he's playing in certain scenes. Nobody can tell your story better than you. So I'm watching all of these shows. Um, Again, most I watch in bed, Friday, Saturday night, binge night. Some I watch on the elliptical, some I watch on the treadmill. But every single show has my attention. I'm not a reality TV person. Like, honestly, I'd rather scroll on TikTok or Insta for hours before I watched, you know, a love and hip hop or married, whatever. I just can't do it. 
I have too many questions. I just can't do it. But I'm enjoying watching all of the shows that I'm currently watching. I love the diversity in the cast. I love the diverse storylines. I love seeing new actors and actresses come up. And they take some of these roles and they make it their own. I'm happy that there are more women behind the camera and writing. So TV is in a very good place for me right now. And I'd like to know what you're watching. So if you decide, text me, call me, send an email to uh, JanelleIsAWeekendCoffeeGirl.com and let me know what you're watching. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Weekend Coffee Girl.